Well, hey, we're right in the middle of a series. Oh, this series has been one of my all-time favorite series to, to preach, and I hope you've been enjoying it. So let's jump in tonight, and we're going to get through it quickly, but it's going to be powerful. So in your first fill-in, let's, let's, Jesus, we've been talking about Jesus, Jesus being our um, everything, and tonight's thing is Jesus is our healer. Now, I know many of you might be thinking, well, Jonathan, I'm young. I don't have a whole lot of ailments, so I don't know how this is going to apply to me. But I hope by the end of tonight that you see that God has a plan for you. In our hot spots, we talked about, have you ever had a bruise, a cut, a broken bone? Almost everybody has had that. So without a doubt, nobody said, you know, I, I broke this bone right here when I was four and it's still broken. It's not healed yet. Nobody said that. Why did any, nobody say it? Because God's provision for our physical body is to be healed. And so we need to see that for every part of us that God designed our lives to be healed and restored. So wherever you are tonight, whatever you might be going through, see whatever that issue is, whatever that problem is, see it as underneath the healing power of God. When injury and affection occur, your physical body goes into action to heal. This is your next fill-in. When injury and affection occur, we need to see, we got that up, guys? Let's jump to it. When, it, when, that, when that occurs, did I skip that one? My bad, my bad. Go back to the one before. So we are naturally designed by God to heal. Go to the next one. When injury and affection occur, our body goes immediately into action. All of a sudden, when affection occurs, many times when they're trying to find out if you're sick with something, they count your white blood cells. And they'll count them because when you have injury or infection, white blood cells start producing more because it's going to go battle whatever you might be facing. We need to see God's goodness over our lives in the same way. That whatever might come our way to hurt or hinder us, that God's power goes through us to start healing process in us. God designed, God's design through Jesus is for healing to always be a part of our life. It's very sad that we often, let me, let me preface this by saying, there are things that I have faced that sometimes when the memory of it or a reminder of it comes, you feel the, the sting of that from time to time. That's normal. But a lot of times people live in the same pain years after whatever occurred. And it's sometimes, have you ever known somebody like that? That the pain of yesterday is just as fresh today as, is it, as if it happened today. And I, my heart goes out to people like that. I want to be the one to tell them that Jesus wants to heal you everywhere you hurt. Matthew 5.22 says this, And behold, a woman who was a Canaanite, from the district came out. Now, I highlighted Canaanite because this was not a believing people. These were people that were not in covenant, quote unquote, with God. So she was a Canaanite that from a district came out and said with a loud cry, begging, and she said to Jesus, oh, gee, oh, oh Lord, son of David, my daughter is miserably possessed by a devil. Now, I highlighted, oh, son of David, because this Canaanite woman was addressing Jesus as the lineage of David. So even though she wasn't um, from the Jewish tribe, which was a believing tribe, Gentiles are, you know, our, the church had not been born yet. So they're just Jewish people. She recognized as an outsider, she recognized that he was from the lineage of the Messiah. 
So this woman who knew nothing necessarily about God understood that there was something different about this man. And she cries out, not just, hey, Jesus, or hey, holy guy, or hey, some good prophet. She recognized that he came from the lineage of the Messiah, and she tapped into it. She not just said, Jesus, she said, oh, Lord, son of David. She was tapping into something. Watch what happens, because it kind of gets weird. But he did not answer her a word. Rude. And his disciples, well, I'm, we're going somewhere with this. It says right there in the Bible. He didn't answer her. She's screaming. And Jesus is ignoring her. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, send her away, for she's crying out after us. She got so into it, she starts going after the disciples, screaming in their air, help me. It's like, lady, get her out of here. And he answered, Jesus answered her, verse 24, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and, and kneeling, worshiped him and praying, said, Lord, help me. And he answered, it is not right to take children's bread and throw it before little dogs. Now, Jesus is not winning the nice award, award today. He ignores her and then he calls her a dog. <clears throat> I don't recommend you say that to women. But watch what she said. She said, Jesus. Now, remember, Jesus said, why would I take what is children's bread and give it to dogs? But she said, yes, Lord, but even the little pups eat the crumbs that fall from their young master's table. Then Jesus answered her. This is good. And he said, oh, woman, great is your faith, but it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was cured from that very moment. Now, I wanted you to see something very, very quickly here in this exchange that Jesus first ignores her. And I don't believe that he was being rude. I believe he already knew what she was about to do. He already knew that she would, he was going to, that this woman was going to push him to the very limits of the glory of God. I, I think he knew that. So she said, my daughter is demon possessed. I need your help. And he says this, he said, lady, He's, he's saying something right here, and he's, and he's not being selfish. He's saying, lady, what I'm doing right now is, for the, is the children's bread for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, not for Canaanite people. And she said, but master, even the little dogs get the crumbs from the master's table. Do you know what she was saying to him? And the, let me tell you what Jesus meant. Let me get my illustrations here. I've always got food as an illustration. I don't know why that is, but how many of y'all eat cereal? Now, I want to know this. If you eat cereal, how many of you in your house that has cereal, you have more than one box? Okay, so here's the deal about cereal. In your house, more than likely, how many of you have at least uh, three boxes at any given time? How many of you have four to five boxes? At any how many of you have like eight boxes of cereal. And how many of you like have a shelf of cereal? Now here's the deal about cereal. When you go to the grocery store, it's not a section. It's a zone. It's the cereal zone. It's about a mile and a half of every, no, I'm just kidding. But it's a whole section of cereal. Why? Because everyone likes cereal. If you don't like cereal, there's something wrong with you. You need prayer. Let me tell you this right now. I could eat this whole box by the day after tomorrow. Who is with me? Oh, help me, Jesus. This, I can smell it right now. Well, this is, what, this is what Jesus was telling that woman. He's saying, lady, 
And I got this big box too. He said, lady, I've come only for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then he baits her. He said, but the children's bread is only for them. You know what he was telling her? He just didn't say healing is theirs. He just didn't say, I do good stuff for them. He said, what we have the most of is for the children of Israel. He said, what we have an access of is for them. And she, he baited her and she stepped into that bait and she said, you, that means you've got more than enough for me. So he's thinking, she, everybody else is thinking Jesus pours out healing like this. Oh no, darling, he pours it out like this. He pours out healing and salvation like this. Who'd like to have this bowl right now? Oh, we're not gonna eat it right now because I got something else for you. But we think, and this is, this is a crude example right here, but we think that Jesus is pouring out healing. Somebody help me with this, that we think Jesus has got this much healing and he's just kind of spreading it around as little as he can. He said to that Canaanite woman, he said, what I have is children's bread. He was basically saying, healing is a cereal aisle in my house way good. Why was he saying that? He said, there's more than you would ever know what to do with. And that woman stepped right into that plan. And she said, well, then you've got enough to let me just have the extra. And in essence, she was saying, all I need is the extra. It's all, it's more than enough to take care of my daughter. And what happened? Little girl was healed. Isn't Jesus awesome? He's so, he's so, let's go to our next feeling. I lost my place here on the fold. She trusted the goodness that is in Jesus. She, didn't, she wasn't worried about her faith or her prayer level, or her church attendance or her Bible reading or her devotion time. She tapped into the goodness that was in Jesus. And in tapping into the goodness, she then trusted the heart of the Father for her. For not just for healing, but restoration of her her, her daughter, that we need to get to that place where we not only trust that he is good, but that he has more than enough to meet our needs. She knew that wherever Jesus was, healing was always with him. We need to know that anywhere that Jesus is, healing is always with him. Her heart as a mother, oh, I love this. This is the Lord gave this to me. Her heart as a mother collided with the heart of the father to heal their respective children. Somebody help me with that. This heart of the mother got hold of the heart of the father and healed their children respectively, meaning that the father looked at that woman's daughter just like he looks at you, just like he looks at everybody else. And he said, it is my desire to heal her in every single way. And I think God gets a kick out of healing people of demon possession. I have a feeling that he just himself smacks them around a little extra. Luke 6, 19 is another good story. Y'all get ready for this. Get my music ready. Get my, get my, I'm about to dance here. I don't care if anybody cares what I look like dancing, but get my music ready. Just a minute. I'll, I'll give you the cue when I want my music. Luke 6, 6, 19 says, and all the multitude were seeking to touch him for healing power was going, uh, was going forth all around him and he cured them all, saving them from their illness and calamity. Now I'm gonna go back to that, but let me read you one more thing. And guys, I'm gonna skip toward because I want, I want something to happen right now. 
Let me read you a story out of Matthew. Can, can, you, can you hold tight? Because I'm going to jump around my notes real quick. So you, I'm going to frustrate somebody with those fill-ins. They're going to be like, what? You didn't fill them all? Hold on. Hold tight, little darling. We're going to Matthew 12. Can we jump to Matthew 12, guys? Matthew 12 says, And going on from here, Jesus went into their synagogue. And behold, a man was there with one withered hand. Verse 13, And Jesus said to him, Reach out your hand. And the man reached out and was restored and sound as the other one. Now, I want you to analyze this really, really quickly, and then, guys, I need your help with something. Did you read that? Bless you. Jesus went to the synagogue. <laughs> Can I read it again real quick? Jesus went to the synagogue, and behold, there was a man with a withered hand. Something, you know, all shriveled up away. Verse 13. And he said to the man, reach out your hand. And the man reached out his hand and, what? and restored in sound as the other one. Now, let's analyze this because we got to make some doctrine off of this. All right, you ready? Here we go. Where in the world did Jesus pray? We got to find out where did he pray? We go, prayer comes before that. Okay, never mind. Let's see. Um, then we got to figure out where, the, where he laid hands on the man. I mean, whatever. See me talking about. We got We got to get this in our in our charismatic mania right here. All the things that we're supposed to do to get healing. Are you ready for this? Do you realize what Jesus did in this situation? He saw the man withered hand. He said, "Reach out your hand." He reached out his hand, healed. Why? I thought there was a formula. I thought he was supposed to like go through the motion. I thought he was supposed to get saved, water baptized, memorize some scripture, shout it from his front porch. I, what are we supposed to do? What do we already say? What do we already say healing was? I envisioned it was something like this. I envisioned that, that Jesus is walking through and he lives in such goodness, in such goodness, that, and I think I hit the pack, guys. He lives in such goodness that he decided... I'm just in a blessing mood, and I'm going to bless them with something good. Crank up my music, and ladies, y'all know what to do. Crank that music right up. Yeah! I think everybody needs an ice cream sandwich right now. Pass those ice cream sandwiches out, ladies. Just open them up as you get them. Open them up. Have, a, have an ice cream sandwich. Everybody's got one right there. crazy house tonight that all of a sudden everybody's got an ice cream sandwich by the way everybody's got one but me and I bought them things y'all having a good time no, no I'm just kidding I'm kidding I gotta who's enjoying their ice cream sandwich just give me with the, the free hand give me a little wave give me a little sister wave all right 
Can I minister something to you while you're eating an ice cream sandwich? You can kill the music because I'm going to finish this message while they're chomping down. Did you realize what Jesus did right here? He walked into the synagogue. He saw that somebody needs something and he just starts handing out goodness. Isn't that what happened in this place just right now? Y'all didn't ask for it. Did, did this man pray and say, Jesus, can you help me out? Can you help a brother out? He didn't say nothing to him. Jesus just walks by the man. He says, hey, you, reach out your hand. Boom, you're restored. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We tend to see healing in every part of our life as something that we got to work for. I don't remember anybody in this house tonight walking up to me and says, you know what? I'll be waiting for my ice cream sandwich because I slipped you a dollar to pay for it. No, you didn't even know it was coming. Everybody got them an ice cream sandwich so they could enjoy it. You realize this man, and I'm, I like cereal ice cream sandwiches. This I just think food all the time. So here's what happened is that the goodness of God just started getting pouring out by just Jesus' presence there. We need to set our expectations. Somebody help me with this. We need to set our expectation that he is good all the time and that wherever he is, his goodness is profound. Amen. Now here's, a, the, can I tell you why Jesus is good? Can I tell you why? Can y'all, can y'all listen to me while, while, I, while you're eating? Can I tell you, we're gonna go back a few slides, gentlemen, because this is why Jesus is good. Go back, he hates what he hates. Go back to what he hates, guys, because Jesus hates pain, sickness, and disease. He hates it. And if he hates it, then he's the remedy for it. Here's the next part. If he hates it, Jesus hates it because it comes from the devil. And he's already, everybody's just chewing. Mm. And not, those aren't just ice cream sandwiches. Somebody help me out. They are fat boys. They are the fat boys. That is, let me tell you, if Jesus eats ice cream sandwiches, he eats fat boys. I guarantee you that right now. I lost my place, but that's all right. I was thinking about, thinking about fat boys. When we, go to your next film, when we trust Jesus, he will take care of everything that the enemy brings. Here's the cool thing about Jesus when it comes to healing. He, you don't have to know what's coming in your life. Jesus already knows what's coming in your life, and he already has made covenant with you that he will stand up to the devil in your stead by his covenant blood and back him down every single time. Is somebody helping me with this? Acts 10, 10, 38. This is a good one. Look at your neighbor and say, mmm. Mmm for the word, mmm for that sandwich. Acts 10, 38 says this. They're fighting over him now, over there. Jesus, how God anointed and consecrated Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with strength and ability and power but because he went around trying to figure out who the good ones were that deserved it. Because he went around doing what? Handing out healing. Now, can I tell you, I bought, I don't know, 70 of those today? It's more than I would ever, well, let me take that back. I'd like to eat 70, but it is more than I would ever eat on my own. I, can, can I tell you this? I had plenty to hand out tonight. Can, can I tell you this? That God anointed Jesus with plenty of healing. That he anointed him with so much healing that he went around doing good and he had so much that he cured all.
curing all who were harassed, oppressed by the power of the devil because God was with him. This, this is your next feeling if you've got a, a hand uh, available to take notes. Jesus is still going around and destroying the work of the devil. That is some good stuff right there. I don't care what anybody says. He is still going around destroying the work of the devil. Skip over that Matthew 12. God's heart is for you to be healed in every area of your life, not just physical healing, not just if you've got a headache, not just if you um, stub your toe. He is available to heal you emotionally. He is available to heal you spiritually. He is available to heal you physically. He is available to heal your thought life. There's somebody in this house tonight that you have been battling thoughts in your life, and I'm declaring over you right now that the healing power of Jesus, that he just starts flinging around and his goodness. That's the hard part, is because people don't think he's that, he, they don't think he's that liberal. They don't think that he's got that much. Talk to people. Even in my own life, oh, no, we got to pray a lot for that. We better get, get a prayer chain going. I'm not against prayer chains. Ooh, we better, we better call the pastor on that. Get the, pastor's, get the pastor's prayer on this one. It's a big one. Oh, no, we better, better get a circle going. Circles are good. Prayer chains are good. The pastor's good. Jesus doesn't need all that to be good to you. He doesn't, he doesn't need any of that to come and bless your life with abundance. Here's the cool part. It's his desire. Jonathan, how do you know that? I just read you a story that a man not even asking for healing got healed. What other proof do we need? That he's just ready to pour it out. I don't know what my last villain was. That he wants to heal every area of your life. I don't know why I keep folding this. I keep losing my place every time I do. God sent Jesus to heal, to bring healing in, of our lives in every area. Taylor, come on down real quick. Isaiah 53, I'm, I'm gonna show something to you super quick and then, then I'm gonna get you out of here because you might go out of here swinging. This is so good right here. Isaiah 53, five says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity and uh, guilt and iniquity. He, the chastisement of our peace and well-being was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. I want you to see a sequence here really, really quickly. And Brandon, if you'll hold off on that just for a second, because I want to see everybody see this real quick. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. I want you to see three areas real quickly. Wounding. This is in your feeling. Wounding. Wounding. Being wounded is an outward, is outward damage. Go to the next one. Bruised. Bruised. If you have a bruise, that's an inward damage. It's underneath your skin. Go to the last one. Chastisement. Chastisement is a mental attack on you. Now watch right. Go back to the Isaiah 53 real quick. I want you to see this. Go back to the Isaiah 53. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him by as he was, we were healed and made whole. So go back to our, our three things again. He bore every wound outwardly. He took every bruise inwardly and the chastisement of me. Are you ready for this? Are you ready? Ready for this? Watch, watch this in your, in your fill-ins. Next one. The stripes of his beating represented our physical healing. The outward, the outward injury of Jesus. He was, he, was, he was whipped. That outward where the stripes was that outward healing. 
that anything that would come against my physical body, he bore it. Go to the next one. Um, his side was pierced. That should say pierced, not pieced. Pierced, representing the inward healing of our hearts. That when that Roman, that when that Roman spear went into his side, that he was damaged inwardly. So he was whipped outwardly. He was damaged inwardly. Watch this one. Watch this one. This one's gonna. This one's gonna rock our world. Watch the last one. And the crown of thorns brought us complete mental healing that when that thorn, crown of thorns was placed upon his head, that that area of the mind, of the thought that he was damaged there. This whole series, and next week I'm gonna tell you Jesus is our victory. Next week will be Jesus is our victory. That he was wounded outwardly for our physical healing. He was wounded inwardly for our, our, our uh, what do you call it, spiritual healing. And it was, he was wounded on his head for our emotional and our mental healing. There's nothing that comes our way that he hadn't already taken care of. I want you to read this last one, which is just on your, on your uh, handout. Jesus took on every physical, emotional, and mental, and I want this very specific in our hearts, torture, so you could live in his complete wholeness, nothing missing and nothing broken. So let's tie this all up tonight. There's nothing, and we've said this almost in every single message of this series, there's nothing that I go through that he hasn't already, there's nothing I will go through that he has not already been through. So when it comes to my healing, when it comes to your healing, there is nothing that you have faced or will, are facing or will face that he hasn't actively already bore on himself. So if you're going through a physical time, you need to know that the word of God says, by his stripes, we were made whole. If you're going through an inward spiritual, you need to know that he was, he was pierced in his side and the word of God says, and blood and water flow. And if you're going through a mental battle in your mind and in your heart, you need to know that he, a crown of thorns was placed upon his head. Has anybody not heard of this book, Jesus is Calling by Sarah Young? Holy cow. This is one of the most amazing daily devotionals. If you, if you don't have time to go, it's at Walmart. It's a little bit more expensive at Walmart, but this, like, this one right here was 10 bucks at Mardell. So if you go by Mardell, if you, can't, if you don't know where Mardell is and can't go, give me $10 and I'll go buy this for you. I, I naturally just wanna buy it for you, but I want you to invest in you. I want, you, I want to read you today. This is for somebody. I'll tell you what it's for, it's for me. Now this is written by Sarah Young, but it's in the first person, Jesus meaning that it's him speaking to us. And he refers to himself as I, I will. This is uh, August 26th. And he's saying to us, trust me in the midst of a messy day. Your inner calm, your peace in my presence need not be shaken by what is going on around you. Though you live in a temporal world, your innermost being is rooted and grounded in eternity. And when you start to feel stressed, detaching your, detach yourself from the disturbance around you. Instead of dis, uh, despairingly striving to maintain order and control in your little world. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's me. Instead of desperately, instead of desperately trying to strive and maintain order and control in your little world, relax and remember the circumstances cannot touch my peace. 
Seek my face. And I love this. Oh, this is wonderful. Listen to this. Seek my face and I will share my mind with you. Opening your eyes to see things that are in my perspective. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. The peace I give is sufficient for you. And I wanted just to share that tonight. Every head bow, every eye closed. Are you in this place tonight? Number one, you have never invited Jesus into your heart. Before we go any further, I want to pray with you right where you're at. So if that's you and saying, Jonathan, I need to invite him into my heart. Would you raise your hand where I can see it and then you can put it right back down. Anybody in the house? Thank you, thank you. Anybody else saying, I want that prayer. I'm just gonna pray for you right where you're at. Anybody else? Thank you, thank you. The next question is this, is your heart away from the Lord? And you need to, just in the moment of this, nobody's looking around and your heart is away from the Lord. You're saying, Jonathan, can you pray with me right where I'm at? Raise your hand where I can see it and then you can put it right back down. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Who else? Just raise your hand. Anybody else saying, Jonathan, I want that prayer before we go. Let's pray over those really quickly. Thank you. And then we're gonna pray over something else real quickly. Let's all repeat this after, after, after me. Say, dear Lord Jesus. That's right, say it out loud. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I commit my life to you afresh and new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I believe that those that needed salvation and recommitment, that happened. Every head bow, every eye closed. Just one more moment, one more moment. Who is in this place that you're needing physical healing, spiritual healing, or emotional healing? I'm gonna pray for you right where you're at. Hands are already going up. Raise your hand. I'm gonna pray for you right where you're at. Hallelujah. Anybody else saying, Jonathan, can I get that prayer real quick? Just thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Anybody else saying, Jonathan, could I get that prayer right before we go? Many, many hands went up. I want us all, just as you're sitting there, just put your hands out in front of you, everybody, just like you're gonna receive something. Just put your hands out in front of you. Let me pray over you. Father, I lift up every heart that went up tonight. I don't know what they're going through, but you do. And I'm asking you, God, to minister wholeness to them, nothing missing and nothing broken. I believe that you have more than enough for everybody in this room and so much more. So I'm asking you, God, to fill every need. God, specifically, you laid on my heart the mental healing. And I boldly declare over every single mind in this place tonight that the healing power of Jesus is manifest to bring wholeness to their thoughts. I thank you, God, every soul tie is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Every soul tie that would try to drag them back to yesterday and failures and regrets, that God, you are healing every single soul tie in this house tonight. I'm asking you, God, that even before they go to sleep tonight, that you would minister fresh love to them. I'm asking you, God, for fresh love over every single person that reached out, that they would feel your goodness, your power, your love, your abundance like they never have before in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen.